Welcome to Washoe Life, the podcast about the people and events that make life in Washoe County so very wonderful. I'm your co-host, Communications Director, Nancy Lohenhagen. And I'm Bethany Drysdale, and we are talking about one of the biggest, best, most uplifting, see what I did there, (laughs) uplifting events in Northern Nevada, the Great Reno Balloon Race. Uh, It's coming September 9th through 11th at Rancho San Rafael Regional Park, and I'm really excited about this. First of all, Bethany, Rancho San Rafael is, if if you've never been to Washoe County, and if you have, either way, it's Washoe County's one of our signature parks. It's a beauty. It's amazing. I have to tell you, I, I went up in a balloon one year. I am horrified of heights. I don't do heights. I do roller coasters, but that's a fast ascent. And I learned in a balloon, it's a very slow ascent. And you see the ground dropping down below you. And it was absolutely terrifying until we got up really to height. I don't know what the term for that is. And the stillness of it was just absolutely mind-blowing to me. The stillness, the silence, uh, the beauty of seeing the park below and Reno all around. I mean, it was almost kind of life-changing. After I got over the initial fear of like, oh my gosh, I'm in a basket and I'm not strapped in. I had the exact same experience. And what I was grateful for happened to be out at the balloon races one of the years that we were, you know, early on in my career with Washoe County. And my boss at the time, someone backed out. And my boss at the the time said, Nancy, you're up. And I said, oh, you don't understand. I'm afraid of heights. I'm like, Nancy, you're up. And And the pilot also was get in this basket. I I was given no choice, you know, in a a fun way. And I did it and I had the same reaction. I thought, you almost said no to, I know everyone says bucket list, but to something that you may never do again. And for someone who's afraid of heights and claustrophobic, I had the exact opposite reaction. I calmed down actually. I enjoyed, I enjoyed every second of it, even to the landing. I, it was one of the best experiences of my life. One of the best thing, ways, I guess, to get over a fear is to face it, right? So I don't know. I feel like I did that. We uh, both did. Yeah. Bring it on. So with that, bring on our guests. Let's introduce our guests. We are joined today by the one and the only Race Executive Director, Pete Copeland. Thank you for joining us, Pete. Thank you for having me. So glad you're here. And you all, we also have Flight Director, Katie Griggs. Welcome, Katie. Good morning. Hi. We're really glad to have both of you. And, you know, I I think the the first question is tell us about this experience. Yes, we think we know it from the ground. No one knows it like Pete or Katie. What is it about this that, that one, Pete, keeps you coming back? Well, first off, we always want to refer to the event as the Reno special event, first and foremost, right? The most iconic of all the iconic events, right? I like to rub and jab my other special events, but... Oh, take that. Yeah, rib yeah, cook yeah. Off. Yeah, yeah, rib cook-off. <laughs> we'll all be down there on Wednesday, rib cook-off. But um, you know, we're so fortunate for all these wonderful special events here. And, and I think that the Great Reno Balloon Race just plays into that part. It's unique. It certainly is different for a ballooning event of its kind. Um, it's got a bit of a festival feel. It's got a race, a competition factor of it. It's very up close and personal, and it's massive. And so it's just a unique product. Katie? Tell us how you got to be, how, how did you get to this, to become the flight director of the great Reno Balloon Race? And what is a flight director? Yeah. <laughs> well, I started out as a pilot. I've been flying in the great Reno Balloon Race since 1991. And uh, when 
the balloonmeister, which is another name for the flight director, uh, got ill, I was asked to take over. And that was Komarai. He was awesome in the job and he taught me well. And uh, the flight director is actually in charge of the pilots. And we work on making sure that they have all their legal aspects taken care of and make sure that they are ready to fly and be safe in the event. We take care of the FAA. We write the waiver. That's part of my job. About four years ago, I told Pete that uh, I was ready to fly again in the event because I hadn't flown for over eight years. And Pete said, no, you can't leave. <laughs> I did it very politely, too. <laughs> right, well, right. He, did. he said, you have to come up with a replacement. So I did that, but only for somebody to stand on the stage and hold the hand of the FAA and make sure that they were happy and make sure that everybody was playing correctly. And then I get to go fly. So my job kind of ends when the when the event begins. Not totally, but kind of. And you got, you talk about the FAA. That cannot be the FAA. You have, and we're not just having fun here with balloons. Like you guys, this is, this is not fun. <laughs> we have a really great um, relationship with the FAA. They uh, somewhat trust us to do the right thing, which is awesome. We've earned that. Um, we make sure that we have all of their concerns taken care of each and every year. And so they they play well with us. And you mentioned this, Pete, a little bit, but can you tell people this is a race? This is not a balloon um, spectator event necessarily, although it is. Well, it's all things to all people. Well, but what's the yeah. race element? What does that mean? Well, we have a competition element. Um, and then we're really excited about it this year because it's actually gone through some changes this year. We've kind of like spruced it up and added more to it. But what we do is we have two elements of it. One's virtual. With the encroachment of you know um, development around the park, we've had to come up with other ideas. We used to be just everyone's throwing beanbags out, and we actually still do that. But with with the changes in technology, now we have a virtual target that's at a height like it could be at two thousand foot, and it could be at a certain you know. Um, it could be anywhere. Yeah, it could be anywhere. And they got to go fly and, and go through that like an avatar or get their Pokemon or whatever. I did not know that. I and it's really, it's really cool. Now, we still do the bing bag because that's part of the overall competition. So we're kind of old school, but yet moving into the future and super excited about it. How many balloons in the air at one time? That is a top secret number. I can't Because okay. <laughs> we never know how many balloons. Because, you know, we have balloons that are tethering, but you're going to be upwards of 80 plus balloons. Yeah, we, we have balloons that are just doing static display, some that are tethering, some that are um, flying, some that are competing, some that are just having fun flying. So all kinds of things going on. Organized chaos, Katie Riggs. Organized okay. chaos, absolutely. And you have EMS on site. You have fire. This is really, really, uh, the organization that goes into this really blows me away. Can you talk, maybe both of you, about um, those partnerships with, um, with emergency response and everything else that goes into this? Well, maybe right out of the gate is the partnership with the FAA, because we have to get a special waiver to do this. You know, we talked earlier about why are drones out at the event, because you can't have drones in the event. You got 90 aircraft in the air. So our partnership with the FAA, Katie, Katie was in her role before I started as executive director 11 years ago. Kitty's fostered a great relationship with the FAA, and we're very lucky because without that, and the air races goes through the same thing, we have a great group that is really supportive of this. It can be a bit of a challenge sometimes, but safety usually is, and they do a great job. Yeah, yeah. We're happy with our partners, um, and we have a, a tabletop 
meeting that we go to with uh, all of the emergency partners and the FAA is there as well. And we work out what could possibly go wrong. So we're, we're actually prepared for the worst possible scenario. And I think when you're prepared, you, you don't have things go wrong. I, I like that you say that um, we're involved with that emergency tabletop too. And what, what I've realized in working with you guys over the last decade is you are so top notch, not only in our area, is this one of the signature events, but in the nation. And we talk to groups about, hey, do you know that the great Reno, Reno balloon races does a tabletop? Do you know all of this stuff? And I have to say, Pete, as long as I've been in this position, you've been in your position. This is a labor of love. I watch you. I, and I, you're, if you don't know. Out of my know, mind, right around like a chicken with his head cut off. <laughs> right? if you don't, it's entertaining. If you don't know Pete, it is. But what, why is this so important to you? Because you really, you exude great Reno balloon races. You know what? It's a great, it's a great product. When I first came involved with this, I had no ballooning background, but two things that people do business with is people, right? You do business with people. And I was so fortunate. I've got people like Katie. It makes it easy to want to inspire because they go the extra mile. And I think that was it. And then the importance of this, this is a run as a business. It costs a million dollars to put this thing on. It's free to everyone but us. <laughs> so, you know, putting this together and it's really co cost a lot of money. So the business side was of interest to me. But, you know, this is such a community, Jim. It was in a little bit of trouble when I first got here. It was in that. It, it was more the, than it that. It was the financial crisis of yeah. 2010 or whatever. Um, it almost didn't happen. It was, it was in real trouble. It was in real trouble. And with our stakeholders and all of our great partners, we found a way to get to this point. Just in time to get to the pandemic, but <laughs> we got to that. Just that, that but, thing. you know, those were the things that really inspired me. And I, I want to go back real quick and I'll touch on this. Katie's very aware of this too. You mentioned the tabletop. That's a big deal. And we started that after the air race crash in 2011, my first year. Um, and just to give you an idea what comes out of Northern Nevada, because we do events here so well. We just get it here. Albuquerque is the largest ballooning event in it's maybe one of the largest events in the world, period. I can tell you that on the weekends at Albuquerque, as far as download photos, there's no more photogenic event in the world, period. There's more photos downloaded at Albuquerque than anywhere. But Albuquerque being the leader, they stole ideas from us. Like our tabletop, they implemented that into their process because they saw the value of it. Because the FAA is all talk. They all know each other. It's a small community. So they're talking all the time. So it really goes to show that the amount of time and energy we put into this to create it as a safe event. I think that's really important. So, Katie, I have a question for you as a pilot. And we didn't talk about this earlier, so I'm going to throw you a curveball. Um, there is always one person, there has to be one person who complains about a balloon landing on their streets or wherever, um, making them held up getting to work. Tell us about the landing process. What is it like as a pilot? Like, how do you determine where to land, where to go? I imagine a lot of it's left up to the, the wind and the elements. Well, most of it is left up to the wind. Um, ballooning is like sailing. I, I call it sailing, but it's 3D because you have all these different aspects. Um, different winds go at different altitudes. You can go different directions. But when it comes to landing, we often are somewhat trespassing. And so what we like to do is get our crew chief we're chasing us in their vehicles because we never know where we're going to go. We go with the wind. And we like to get them to, if we're landing on somebody's property, go up and ask if there's time, that can we land there? And if we're not wanted, we fly on if we can. 
<laughs> but you know, um, we're at the mercy of the wind and we're lucky that most people love to see the balloons and love to have us there and welcome us with open arms. But if there are people out there that don't want us on their property, if they will let the event know, we can alert all the pilots to avoid that area too. Cause we don't want to upset anybody by landing where we're not wanted. Do you know my 11 years have never had that call? Really? I love yeah. that. I've never had that, that call. And we've had some crazy weather days and Katie's, Katie's talking. I'm just thinking like all the balloons that are landing in that neighborhood around us and they're running out to help the pilot bringing out coffee. I mean, it's like, it's, there's this crazy legacy of all this now and it's really weird. So I, I've never even heard a complaint. Well, I'm, the pilots are pretty good too, because they'll excellent. actually land in a neighborhood on a road and they'll tether the kids if the winds are calm. And out cards. We have trading cards. Oh, yeah. They love to get out. Yeah. So. I will say uh, I'm Northwest Reno. My, both my kids went to Westergaard Elementary, which is in Northwest Reno. And the times, usually the pilot, I don't know whether it was the Bonanza. They're good friends to yeah, Westergaard. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Uh, uh, they would let us know it was the best day of the year for those kids. They yeah. loved it. Yeah, amazing. It's amazing that rite of passage, that involvement, that touchy feeling that the community gets. And that's why the community owns this and loves it so much is because they are up close and personal. And it is all about the kids. I will say the year that I went up and we landed in the neighborhood, it was very cool because neighbors were coming out and they're watching it and like, where's it going to go? We ended up in kind of a little neighborhood park and just landed perfectly and it was so cool to see the neighborhood come out like oh my gosh this is so cool and they can hear it i mean it's really when it's quiet in the morning like that they can hear where they are so they're used to that as they float over their houses so tell us where people need to go what they need to know they can read about it in just about any story that's written about um the balloon race how to view this but tell us an insider trick or tip what would you suggest what's the best way to view and experience this event come early (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> amen <laughs> we're i mean that's it get out there early it's it's going to be crowded go to renoballoon.com and there's all kinds of tips on there for you to find out what time where to go if you got vip if it's general parking go to renoballoon.com and it'll tell you everything you need to know about all that can we talk about uh what the scene describe the scene from the glow show up to mass ascension Like, is that, you know, the glow show, if you don't know, first of all, tell us what the glow show is, one of you. Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you the logistics and then I'll let my flight director, because she knows all that better than anyone. But logistically, we're out there by 1.32 a.m. every morning. I mean, it just, it takes, it takes a lot. We've got to get everything kind of ready to go. Um, Our parking partners, we'll have a line of cars out there waiting for us at 3 a.m. So even that is just nutty. And so, you know, the big thing is, is, Follow the information. We, you know, the park wasn't built for this event, but it actually can handle this event if everyone kind of follows the rules. So if you read your parking, if you go know ahead of time, you're not going to have a bad experience getting into that park. So talk about the glow show. Uh, the glow show starts at 5 a.m. and the balloons are standing up at 5 a.m. There's going to be 30 to 40 balloons wow. that'll do the glow show on Friday. We've uh, increased Saturday and Sunday to in- include larger glow shows also. So we're encouraging the pilots to glow every day. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after the glow show, it's what, 20 to 30 minutes is the glow show. And the balloons stand up. They light up. We have two different burners on the balloon. One lights up the balloon really well and the other is more powerful. <laughs> so we light up the balloons in the dark. And then when the glow show sets down, 
then the Dawn Patrol pilots are left standing up. And then we start our Dawn Patrol show. And that goes off at 5.30. And then uh, the Dawn Patrol flies, you get to actually watch them launch off the field. And they do a fantastic show. They um, they glow to the music. And it's, it's very emotional. The music is loud and it's very uh, powerful. Powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, once the Dawn Patrol goes away, uh, we have our pilot briefing, and then we have the flag balloons, and we do the mass ascension starts at 7 a.m., so it's it's a full morning of balloons. I think the glow show is so cool because, again, the silence. How many people are there at that point? How many thousands of people? You know, um, we, we estimate that on the weekends that by the time we start glowing, there's probably at least 50,000 people in there. At so least. 50,000 people. And when those balloons glow, it's silence yeah. until the cheering starts. And then people are <laughs> cheering and the music and the announcer is so good at, okay, quiet now. What does he say? Like three, two, one, glow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Ron Smith, and he's celebrating his 40th anniversary this era out there. So we're really, can you imagine that? No. 40 years. So, but he does a great job with managing and emceeing the event, right? So we're very fortunate. I have a really hard question before I let you two go. Okay. It's going to go on the spot. Curveball. <laughs> you, you, you first, Mr. Copeland. Uh-oh. Your favorite. What's your favorite moment every year? What is the one moment where you go? This is it. You honest. You want the honest answer? I, I yeah. do. It's honestly when the last balloon gets down on Sunday because I want it to be safe. It, everything we do would almost be defeated if no one, if someone goes home injured or there's something like that. So honestly, I'm looking for that last balloon to get down and it to be safe. But in between all that, it's just all the things you talked about. We've expanded the super glow this year. Katie was talking about it. That's so beautiful. Dawn Patrol is now on Friday. So you can see the program all three days if you miss a day. So there's no reason not to get out there. But I, I love it all. I Honestly, I love today. I love putting it together today. Yay. Katie? It's hard to come up with a favorite moment because emotionally, we get so caught up when you're in the middle of doing the glow show and I'm in the balloon and I've got mine lit up and I'm watching all the other balloons and I know that I'm part of putting all that together. It's a very special feeling. But I got to agree with Pete. Sunday is really a special day because <laughs> by then we're exhausted. And it's if we've had a safe, uh, a successful event, we're so happy. Yeah. And they all are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. I didn't mean to, did I throw a wet blanket on that answer? Oh, no. <laughs> I, give you another I, answer I wanted like, it from the yeah. heart. I wanted it from right, the heart. Right, 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 right. It's a huge responsibility. It's, it's, a, it's an, you know, we get it. You get caught up in all the fun and not to just elaborate on all this, but. It's an amazing and enormous responsibility, right? And you see accidents and stuff like that and knock on wood, we're safe for a reason. But, you know, even that can only go so far. So for us to, to get out of there with everyone being okay is really a rewarding feeling. And so that's why we probably gave you that answer. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're, we're trying to be prepared for what could happen. And yet we, we want everybody. In, we want the passengers, the sponsors, the pilots, the spectators, the volunteers. We want everybody to be happy. That's really a tough task. It is. <laughs> Amen to that. Bethany? <laughs> I, I've been taking my kids there, there for years, and they're now 13 and 15, and they still are like little kids when we go. I can't wait to take them this year. Um, I think Glow Show is my favorite. It's, just, it's so magical. But then seeing the kids, and myself included, get excited about the trading cards and 
seeing which new balloons are here when, um, oh, and we see the Darth Vader um, and the stormtroopers. It's just, it's so fun. And this will sound really cheesy, but all ages, when you see these old men that are getting a kick out of the stormtroopers and <laughs> Pete himself <laughs> and, and me and little kids, it is just, it's such a magical We're all time. kids. We are kids We're all heart. kids. You know, it's so funny. You mentioned that our customer is so funny because our customer base is empty nesters and then young families to the millennial. It's so neat that our customer base, our fan base is so wide variety because it's such a unique product, but it's old men are getting weepy over like seeing these great balloons. And it's just a, an amazing experience. So very rare to have that big of a customer base. Too. Yeah. That's interesting. Broad is broad. Yeah. It's like Disneyland. It's broad. Right. It's right. my demo looks like Disneyland, which we like. My answer is all of the above. I will say I love Elvis. I love it when Elvis flies. I don't know if when Elvis is coming back, but the Elvis balloon. No, I made a note. Nancy likes Elvis. My <laughs> <Did I> request. <laughs> you know, um, this, this podcast is Washoe Life, people making a difference here in Washoe County. I can't think of two people more than you two that, that do that for us. Aww, and we thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us. And again, I've... Our listeners, if you have an idea for a podcast episode, we would love to hear it. You can email Washoe311 at WashoeCounty.gov and send us your ideas. Until next time, Washoe County, see you at the balloon races. Can't wait.